Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. You're listening to the next English podcast, a podcast for English learners at B1, B2 and C1 levels. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the next English podcast. Whether you're listening live or not live, that's irrelevant because the important thing here is that you are actually listening. Thank you very much for that. Wherever you're from, whatever time of the day it is, well, it's the new year. That's the first important piece of information. Happy New Year, everyone. And Happy New Year to my guest as well, who is none other than Helen herself. Hi, Helen. Hi, Zdenek. Hi, everyone. And Happy New Year to everyone. See what I did there? It's, it's Helen herself. Hi, Helen. Happy New Year. A lot of H sounds, right? <laughs> <laughs> How well, are you today? How are uh, you, Helen? <laughs> let's say I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't exactly inspire confidence, what you're saying, but I assume it's to do with the technology struggles that we have had so far. Because um, the, the show should have been going for about 20 minutes, but we are literally just starting because of all the problems we have had, right? Indeed. At first it was you, and then you infected me, and then it was me. And now I don't know who it is anymore. So yeah. we just we just have to go with it. <laughs> sure. So uh, how are you feeling in the new year, Helen? Oh, <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> Seems like a regular day to me. It's almost the third, you know. So maybe you have, it hasn't been enough time for you to realize the change yet. But uh, well... It's good to have you back on the podcast. You you are a, a regular here, let's say. And uh, um, yeah. Second time on your podcast, yeah. Really? I th it seems like you have been here more times than that. Are you sure it's been just once on the podcast? Before? Yeah. On the podcast, yeah. It's only my, um, my second time. Third time, uh, if you count the small message I recorded when you invited. Um, uh, the the Czech teacher to um, um, so talk about name? France, right? I remember that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, Elishka. We talked talked about France. Today we are going to talk about something from France. Yeah, uh, I think it's quite an unusual topic. I sometimes I like to explore, let's say, uh, fringe ideas or niche niche topics, niche ideas, and I think we are doing one of those today. Helen, what are we going to talk about here? We are uh, going to talk about the ideal palace, uh, palace, the ideal palace of postman Cheval. Okay, C can I can I correct your pronunciation a little bit? But the thing is, I don't know where you're pronouncing it in French or English. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> le palais idéal du facteur Cheval. You don't want me to repeat that, do you? <laughs> the ideal palace. Palace. Of post palace. 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 Yeah. palace. Mm -hmm. That's what I've said. 
Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ideal palace of Postman Cheval. Okay, postman, yeah. So postman. Uh, a postman, a French postman um, who uh, built a palace called Le Palais, uh, Le, Le Palais Ideal. How, how do I pronounce it again? Le Palais Ideal? <laughs> Let's stick to English. The uh, <laughs> ideal pa palace of postman Cheval. Yeah. yeah, the ideal palace. The ideal palace. palace of postman Cheval. So Cheval is his name. His name, his full name is Ferdinand Cheval, right? Right. Uh, Cheval means horse, but uh, it's his <laughs> name, so I'm not translating it. Cheval. <laughs> Hang on. Is this a real person or is this an actual horse? <laughs> it's a real person. It's Ferdinand Cheval. Right. So it's not a horse. Okay, we are not horsing around here, listeners. We are talking about an actual person who is no longer alive, as far as I know. When did this person live, Helen? Do you have this information for us? Um, he was born in, in 1846 and died in 1924. Right. So well, we're talking about the, 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 the previous century, really, and the century before that as well. But um, the ideal palace. So... Where is this, actually? Where do we find this in France? Uh, so it's a hidden gem that you can find in the Drôme department. It's um, uh, a department that is uh, neighboring uh, Isère, where, where I live. So it's not too far from the place uh, I live. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's in the village called Haute-Rive. Okay. Uh, so and so what's what's so fascinating about it then? Why is it a thing? Um, it's a palace made of stones and it's the work of a single man for over 33 years. Is that how long it took him to build it then? Yeah, exactly. And he was building it while he was uh, doing his job as a postman. Hang on. What do you mean? <laughs> During the day, he was yeah. doing his job as a postman. And at night, he was building <laughs> his palace. Okay, so how did he sleep? Did he ever sleep? Or <laughs> when did he sleep, rather? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the story doesn't tell it, but um, <laughs> he, he spent uh, a lot of um, hours to building his, uh, okay. his things. Uh, it is written in the palace that it took him uh, 10,000 10, hours to complete it. 10,000 hours. It's so many hours, I can't even imagine, you know. So... So he, is, he was a postman, so his job was to deliver letters, basically, right? Yeah, he, he was a rural postman, uh, and basically he was uh, walking for 30 kilometers a day uh, um, around the countryside to reach um, uh, remote uh, farms and, uh, and other people who, who live remotely. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, for 30 kilometers uh, of uh, uh, all kinds of landscapes. 
Right. And so where is this palace situated? So is it somewhere on the outskirts or in the middle of the town or in the, in the center or where, where is it? Um, somewhere in the village, uh, um, actually in his own garden. He built it in his garden. Right. In his own garden. I see. I see. So, I mean, why did he even build it? Like, what, what, what motivated him to do it? Um, the, the story is that he, he stepped over a stone while doing um, his post-round um, de deliveries. Mm -hmm. um, he was fascinated by the, the shape of the, of the stone. Um, and um, suddenly he, he had the, this dream to, to build something with this stone. Uh, it was as simple uh, as that, just, just an idea. He was, mm -hmm. a post, he, he was a postman with absolutely no knowledge uh, in architecture, no knowledge in building, um, absolutely nothing. And he built, uh, he built this, thing, uh, this thing alone. Hang on. So he, he knew absolutely nothing about how how to build a house. Or absolutely like... nothing. Yeah. So how how is that even how is that even possible? How can someone who has no knowledge of um, architecture and you know civil engineering and whatnot build a palace? I don't understand. How is that even possible? Yeah, that's why this thing is so unique. The, um, in the movie that was uh, made uh, based on this story, uh, it was said that uh, it was the wind and the birds who were telling him uh, how to build it. The wind and the birds? Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's... <laughs> that's the story. Everyone can check the, the, those facts. Um, it, the, this, it, it was a, a, a mere postman, um, and you're not, I'm you're, not you're kidding. Not you're not making this up, are you? <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm not, and yeah. uh, that's part of the of the the things that make the, this thing so extraordinary. Yeah. Now, Helen isn't making this up. In fact, I I did check, uh, I did um, fact check this before I invited Helen onto the podcast, and I. <laughs> Thank there. you for believing me. <laughs> <laughs> I always believe in you. You know that, Helen. But uh, it's quite a fascinating story, actually. And I think we are going to talk about this, obviously. Helen is going to tell us more. But the best way to enjoy this would probably be to visit that place. And the second best thing, if you don't have the resources or if you are not able to travel to France, the second best thing would be to <laughs> to actually actually see it yeah so this is a podcast obviously so why don't you google it listeners as you listen to this episode cheval um is his name s h e v a l and then just palace the palace the ideal palace yeah and then google it and you will find a lot of images uh, online okay and there are also some videos on youtube so he had no knowledge of architecture. He knew nothing about civil engineering. And he just decided to start building a palace. So what did he build it from then? What sort of material did he use? Um, 
basically he used uh, stones that he gathered um, while he was doing uh, his rounds um, mm-hmm. as a uh, postman, uh, delivery postman. And um, he used um, lime, uh, limestone, uh, mortar, yeah. cement, and metallic bars, and okay. some shells that uh, a cousin bring uh, bring to uh, brought to him. His cousin. And that's it. Okay. Okay. Well, and that, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's cool. That that that, that sounds quite uh, underwhelming, actually. But when you see it, you will be in awe. Absolutely. It's it's going to leave you speechless. You will be blown away by what you see. So, how once again, it took him over 30 years to build this. Every single yeah. day he worked on this, or at night, as you said, after his work. And Exactly. And he ha- started... Ha- yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. He started in 1879, and um, at that time... It was the beginning of postcards, so he was seeing all kind of uh, exotic things uh, in those postcards, uh, in magazines, and, uh, and yeah. all this. And it was a, an opening uh, to to the world, and he took uh, inspiration in uh, very wide varieties of, of things. Um, mm-hmm. In this palace, uh, you can find, for for example. Um, all kind of animals, mythological beasts, uh, uh, characters, uh, statues, um, characters from the, the Bible, Egyptian mythology, uh, exotic flora. Uh, there's a Hinduist temple, uh, three huge giants. Um, uh, all this is mixed. Um, yeah. the, these things um, uh, I haven't told. Uh, told uh, talked about the, the dimension of, of the, the thing. It's a, pali- a palace where um, no one can live, but it's still it's 26 meters long, 14 meters wide, and 12 meters high. So, so wait, you said no one can live there. So why, why, can, why, why, can no one, why can't anyone live there then? Um, it's not. Uh, it's not built in a way to to allow someone to to live uh, to live there. It's more like uh, a huge piece of art. <laughs> okay. The, uh... the, there are uh, a lot of uh, caves with um, with sculptures uh, and, and and bar relief. Um, bar relief is uh, some kind of sculptures uh, you crave in a, in a wall, so mm-hmm. basically. Um, there, uh, there is um, a, ga- a gallery with all kinds of animals, um, mm-hmm. with um, uh, where have I noted it? Um, animals? Uh, uh, dromedary, bears, elephants, cats, wolves, flamingos. Right. So basically yeah. the entire zoo. Yeah, we we get it. Yeah, <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, there are statues so wh- of Adam, Eve, uh, Adam and Eve, mm, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the three giants. Uh, yeah, all kind of. Uh, yeah, was he religious himself or? He uh, wasn't. He wasn't. But uh, he tried to um, 
to put in his pali uh, pali uh, uh, palace everything he was seeing uh, in the postcard yeah. uh, postcard right. he was delivering. Do you know what? Like this sounds like an an amazing story actually. So. You know what? I have actually noticed that there is a film even, which was inspired yeah. by, by his story. So, uh, three years ago. Yeah. It was made three years ago, and it's called The Postman's, the Postman's Palace, which is also the way I'm going to title this episode, The Postman's Palace, if, if uh, you don't mind me doing that, Helen. <laughs> and it seems like guys, I've seen the trailer for the for this film, and it seems like a, a, a heartbreaking story. Really, it just gives you this idea of some some sort of like sad story. Like, have you seen the film? Uh, I've seen the film uh, in cinemas uh, in cinema at, uh, when it was released, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Um, he, he didn't have uh, a very happy life. Um, um, uh, a wife was sick, if I uh, remember. Um, and she wasn't seeing much of him because of mm -hmm. all the work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But but so so so. What kind of person decides to do that? Like, this is so fascinating, right? So what? Why did he do this? Like, what? Obviously, now it's like a tourist attraction, yeah, and everybody admires it. And so, so when he started building it, did he want to do something? Did he want to create something that would make a difference? Did he have this in mind that one day people would admire him for this? So, what was his primary motivation? Um... Um, as far as I know, he, he just wanted to to build something, and uh, he was doing it primarily for uh, for her daughter to to uh, to live uh, to to leave something for, to to her. For his daughter, right? Yeah. So, have have you actually been there? Have you been in, Have you been to the palace? Unfortunately, no. But I really would like to to visit it someday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you said it's not too far from where you live, right? Uh, it's uh, about one hour drive by car. Okay. Well, you definitely. So it, it has to be one of your. It has to be one of the things from your bucket list, right? Come on. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it was considered uh, as a nutter when uh, it was building this thing. Uh, just like uh, someone who is just piling up uh, stones in his garden, right. uh, walking at night, uh, he didn't have any kind of recognition. And uh, it was only in 1969 that yeah. uh, the French um, um, uh, minister, uh, minister of Culture, André Malraux, uh, decided to classify it as a historical monument. Okay. And but, he considers it as being the only um, uh, example of naive art in the world. Naive art? Okay. Does it have to do anything with the fact that he knew nothing about architecture? Is that why it's called the na naive art? Uh, not exactly. Don't, uh, I, I'm unable to um, to describe you what is naive art in painting. There is a lot uh, of example of naive art in painting, but mm -hmm. in architecture, 
um, the um, Andre Malraux considered is the only example in the world, but no one knows what kind of style it is really. Some <laughs> say it is too surrealist. Some some of people yeah. say it's more baroque. Uh, it's impossible to classify mm -hmm. to to be mm -hmm. honest. Well, the way we are describing it, or the way we are talking about it, might make people think that this is some kind of a mess and chaos. But when you see the images, it actually looks quite beautiful. So I really recommend seeing it. Uh, you know, uh, don't trust our words. You should you should trust your eyes more. And I think it it does look really beautiful. And I think these days, like there are a lot of people that are trying to preserve it, right? As well, am I right? Like a lot of people working on that, on that palace, uh, in um, order to keep keep it like um, preserved. It's the property of the Otrive uh, village, uh, so yeah, they are preserving it. And I have some bonuses uh, for you, Zdenek. Okay, cool. I always, I, I, I'm always up for bonuses. Yeah, go, go on. Um, inside this palace, uh, he built um, a grave, an Egyptian grave, and with the idea to be buried um, in the in this grave. Unfortunately, the the town uh, the clerks uh, the town clerks said no. So after he finished um, the building this palace. He built another one uh, in the town, in the village cemetery, and it took him uh, eight more years to finish uh, the, the second building. Okay, so he, he he didn't have enough of the first one, and they, they did the authorities didn't allow him to be to get buried uh, in the in the first one. So so that's why he decided to build a second one, which would be his own tomb. Yeah, right. yeah, and it's called the Tomb of Silence and Endless Rest. And he <laughs> okay. finished it in 1922. So did he actually manage to finish it before his own death? He died two years uh, after he finished, uh, wow. finished it. So he planned it quite well, actually. <laughs> Don't you think he was truly a nutter? Like, who, who, who would build their own grave? Isn't that a bit like... I don't know, like morbid or something. Um, um, uh, at, uh, at first, he wanted to to be buried in his palace. So it's not illogical that when he learned that he couldn't do it, he yeah. built uh, another thing in the right uh, in the right place where I where he would I be understand. I understand, but I, when he started building the palace, I don't think he ever like thought about dying and uh, you know all that because it was like 30 maybe 40 years before he died right when he started with it so i think it's a little bit different isn't it because this tomb it's like it's quite dark like when you when you start don't you think it's a bit dark when you start building your own you know your own sort of grave isn't that a bit Dark. It was only part of the project. Uh, the the thing was to 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 leave so, uh, something for for her dot uh, for his daughter. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, primarily uh, a piece of art for, for for his daughter, and a part of it uh, was supposed to be uh, a grave. Okay. Did he also build a grave for his daughter too, or 
This is just, 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 you know, as a gift. Like, was that a gift? I'm gonna. This is, this is what I'm going to pass, pass, you know, to you. You're going to inherit it from me. It will be my own grave. <laughs> But um, I think the, that you know, the the Wolf family is uh, buried in the tomb uh, of silence and endless rest. Mm, okay. All right then. So these days, it's it's uh, it's an admire admired work of an artist pretty much he is considered an a genius artist right i think uh nowadays yeah he's, um is no longer considered uh, uh, as an author uh one uh, 150 visitors uh um, visit the this monument uh, each year yeah And uh, different artists, like um, I, uh, I don't know much about uh, their, their lives, like André Breton, uh, Tingeli, uh, and Picasso uh, admired mm. the, this work. Okay. All right. So what about you personally? So what fascinates you about it the most? Um... <laughs> I'm absolutely uh, stunned by, by this thing, the the fact that um, it was the the work of of a single man with uh, with, as I said, with absolutely no knowledge, with just a man who who, who had a dream, and mm -hmm. just did it. Yeah. With no further ado. <laughs> yeah. And no. the, the, the the thing is pretty stunning to to do to me. It looks like some kind of lace. You know, some kind of broderie, and it's only made of stones. Right. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's amazing. And also, imagine like obviously, back in the day, they did not have the tools, the kind of tools we have now. They did not have any transportation vehicles. May they may have some. They may have had some like barrows. Wheelbarrow. Right? Wheelbarrow. It, yeah. it, it transported uh, all the stone with his wheelbarrow and gathering <laughs> stones uh, while he was delivering uh, the. He, he was piling up stones uh, while he was delivering the um, the, uh, the mail. <laughs> and at the end of the day, he, he, he took. Uh, he, he was uh, taking his wheelbarrow and uh, gathering the, the stones along the path. And bringing them back to his garden. Wow, that's that's amazing. Do you think he was doing his his job properly, or was he slagging off a bit? No one told uh, uh, about any kind of complaints, so I suppose he was doing his job properly. Uh, okay. Uh, so. Um, That's that's really that's a really cool story, Helen. And I have got a, some bonus questions for you. So, what would a postman do in the 21st century? Because, I mean, we still have post, right? We still have postmen. But, hand on heart, how many of us actually do send letters and postcards and all that? I don't think. Not, um, not, not that not that many of us, right? <laughs> you know, the, 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 it may uh, we we may not send uh, postcard by snail mail anymore, but thank God for postmen, the, uh, there are still administ uh, uh, administrative uh, mails. You know, all kind <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, okay. of paper, bills, and everything that have yeah. to, to travel by mail. I see, I see. And, uh, of course, parcels. Or would you send a parcel, a real parcel, with, uh, <laughs> only with internet? You, you, you need real people to, uh, to transport them. Right. Don't That's you? true. That's true. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, right. And um, do you think that the 21st century people would even be capable of making something like this? Like, would, is it even possible for nowadays people to create something as crazy as this? Or don't you think we have all become lazy and, you know, it's a different, different era? Um, don't you think that uh, in any uh, era, uh, nowadays or before or in the future, uh, the, the, there will always be dreamers and nutters and, uh, and uh, people uh, like this? So... Who knows? It may happen uh, nowadays as well. Right. That's, that is... that's why uh, I argue: be a nutter, be a weed, be, 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 don't, don't just don't be normal. Everyone wants to be normal. It's the worst thing that can happen to you. <laughs> don't worry, Helen. Don't worry. You don't have to tell me this. I know perfectly well, perfectly well, <laughs> what what my position in life is. So I'm I'm definitely not on the side of the normal, yeah, of the normality. But it was a message for everyone, not just only you, uh, as uh, the the podcast uh, host. Uh, it's all it was always um, a message for uh, every listener. The, being yeah. normal is the worst thing that can have happened to you. I agree. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Okay, Helen. So, um, because I like to keep my New Year's resolutions, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to keep this episode of the podcast short. I hope everyone is okay with it. And um, yeah, thank you very much uh, for telling us about the ideal palace by this postman Cheval, which I think is a fascinating piece of art and architecture. And yeah, it's um, mm -hmm. it's part so of the. Do I? French culture heritage, right? Um, it, it, it's, uh, you, you cannot say it's really French, but uh, it is, uh, it, it's in France and uh, definitely it's a hidden gem. All right. It's not very, well. uh, there's no characteristic, uh, specific characteristic of, uh, of French culture in this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, yeah, it's definitely something worth uh, discovering. Okay, well, that's wonderful. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I speak about this podcast as a hidden gem, so let's let's draw that an <laughs> analogy here. And I think you are also a hidden gem of a guest because I think you are a fantastic guest. Thank you very much for appearing here, Helen. Today, hope it's not the last time. And uh, yeah, thank you uh, very much, Denek. I'm going to blush. Happy New Year. No need to blush. Nobody will see you anyway. It's, the, it's a podcast. But Happy New Year. And uh, I hope that one day you visit the ideal palace because I think it's the ideal um, objective to have for life. <laughs> uh, I wish it to everyone. Uh, and sure, I want to do it for sure. And when you do do it, you have to come back here 
and tell us all about it because we want to know whether it lives up to your expectations and all that, you know? So sure. I'll do this. All right. Nice. That's uh, where we wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, bye. Goodbye. Hello, hello, can you hear me? Hello, hello, can you Hello, 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 can you hear me? Hello. Still waiting, waiting, waiting. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Listening to podcasts can help you with your listening skills. If you wish to work on your speaking skills, join my brand new Discord group called Learn English Online. You will find the invite link on my website, teachesthenek.com, zep section 